Hello and welcome to the 108 podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Raquel. And we are the Type 1 Together Girls. We are stripping down life with type 1 diabetes from two people who live different versions of it every single day. Please remember Type 1 Together does not give medical advice. We are only sharing from personal experience. Woohoo! Hello. Happy October. It's such a fun month. I think it's one of my favorites. I'm so happy. Oh, I'm so aggressively basic. It's absolutely my favorite. I am all about the pumpkin spice. I'm all about the candles. I'm all about the Halloween decorations. I'm obnoxious. Yesterday, I went to drop off a bunch of packages at the post office, and it's right next to TJ Maxx. And I was like, I'll just walk in because it's the middle of the day. Like, it's not busy. And I definitely should have been working. This is the problem of being your own boss. Like, I was like, I could go in. So I went in and Usually this one has nothing. Like it's so picked over. But I was like, wait, they have so many cute sweaters. So I started trying on 13 sweaters. Oh my gosh. And they were all under $20. So I was like, I can't not. Like usually sweaters are so expensive. Yes. And I bought five, which is crazy, but it was still so cheap. And I put one on this morning because it was like 50 something degrees. And I took my dog on a walk and it was already too hot because the high is 80. <laughs> the lows 50 and so I was so upset like I had my cute little fall outfit on and then I changed into this short sleeve shirt so hilarious <laughs> that's funny we both went shopping on accident yesterday apparently because I had my um adult soccer week mm-hmm. last night and afterwards I stopped by Target to get a booster seat for our other car for Hattie and I was like oh well I'm by myself I might as well just poke around in the clothing section and totally got this oversized flannel that I'm wearing. Um, I was admiring that flannel. I want it. Target. It was $15 at Target. It's the best. Was it in the girls section or the men's flannel? Because they have really good ones. Um, In the girls section. It's like specifically oversized to fit oh. like women's shoulders and stuff. Um, I love it. Really riveting topics. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just like actually catching up right now. Um, But we did do something fun this weekend. Yeah. Okay. We went to Long Beach for the ADA step out walk and we were a vendor in the living red tent. It was so fun. Raquel, first of all, I just had like the best time with you. I love that we click the way we do. Um, Same. It's yeah. It's it's real special. It could I was have thinking gone, that too. Really gone this way, right? We really. Well, click. I realized like <laughs> we hung out the whole night before, so like we ended up staying there for a night because Amanda, you'll explain in a second, but she loves that area. And um, I was thinking after, I'm like, we didn't talk about work at all that night, yeah. like on Friday night. Like we were just catching up, like going into all the things, and that's so great. Yeah, <laughs> like I just love you as a human. So same, same. Um, and so for whatever reason, that tripped my brain, I forgot to mention to you that I was chatting with my mom, texting her and she said, please tell Raquel that I love the podcast. Like she really, like, I feel like can sense just who you are as a person. Oh, um, that's so sweet. Thank you, Amanda's mom. Quality <laughs> human. <laughs> that's the cutest she, thing ever. She listens. So I wonder if at some point she'll text me and be like, oh my gosh. Um, mom text me if you listen to this. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we're in Long Beach, you guys. I went to Long Beach State. That's where I got my nursing degree. And I really struggled with my transition into college because my now husband and I, we got together in high school and then we did long distance. He was in Chicago at Northwestern. I was in Long Beach and he played baseball at Northwestern. So he was very busy. And it was just really hard for me. Like I, I wasn't necessarily willing to go out and party and I was having a hard time just, I don't know, being away. So my first year I didn't um, embrace it the way I should have. And then I ended up really diving in the second semester of my sophomore year and just totally fell in love with Long Beach. And um, yeah. we don't get back there as often as we should. My husband loves it too, because he would visit me from time to time when we did long distance. And I don't know, it's just a cool, it's the coolest city. It was so fun. Did you like it? I loved it. And Amanda kind of showed me around like her old areas and her 
old apartments and she took <laughs> me to a really fun bar that we actually met another awesome type one mom at. And yes. yeah, I wish I just had like three days there with you so you could really show me everything. But it was so I fun. I know. I know for real. Jamie, you're the best. The other type one yes. mom who met us. We ate pickled eggs and <laughs> <laughs> they ate pickled eggs. I tried. <laughs> Did you like it? You took a second bite. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that hungry, first of all. So maybe that was part of it. But I didn't hate it. Like, I would eat the whole thing if I was hungry, but like, I didn't like it. Right, <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? You have, to, you have to like the pickled vinegar, kind of like that sort of yeah. flavor. It was if you a like strong that flavor. flavor. Yeah, it's a very strong flavor, but it's delicious. Anyway, happy memories. I'm glad I was able to share some of my happy college memories with you. Yes, thank you. So speaking of October and fall, uh, we thought it'd be a good time to dive a little bit into Halloween, which is such a fun holiday. I feel like, honestly, as I've gotten older, I don't love it as much, which is really sad. But it's just so fun when you're a kid and you get to trick or treat and do all the things. And also, I have this weird insecurity. Everyone's learning like one of my deep things right now. But I don't, Amanda knows this, I don't watch a lot of TV and I don't like get pop culture references. Like I don't know a lot of movies. Like, I don't know. I think just growing up as a dancer, I like never like rested and just looked at stuff. Like I was always in rehearsal and now like I'm always working on type one together. It's gotten better because my boyfriend has you know he's like this is not okay we're gonna get you caught up but (laughs) I feel like on Halloween yes literally (laughs) I need it um but I don't know a lot of characters I feel like and so sometimes I'm like I don't know what to be I mean I know all like the fun ones especially the kid ones but anyways so now I'm just like what are we gonna do for Halloween like it's such a weird like when you're an adult you either party really hard or you do nothing like I feel like there's not and in between no so I can't wait to have kids and do Halloween with them yeah do you love it um so <laughs> yes <laughs> um, but not not in the way that just sounded um I loved it as a kid and I I would say I grew out of like the allure of getting dressed up and trick-or-treating when I was like 11 probably um, but I remember like almost every one of my costumes as a kid. It was like seriously the best holiday. Um, yeah. You know, it was just so fun. And we lived in a neighborhood that was full of kids and we knew all our neighbors and we always had like a group of anywhere from like five to 10 of us going from house to house. And so mm-hmm. I have really fond memories. And then I didn't care about it, you know, like I could take it or leave it. I liked the decorations and the feeling of fall always. Um, and then once I had kids, then it like really bulked up and mm-hmm. it's so fun. So I'm not a super Pinteresty creative mom. So I'm not one to like, you know, make my kids their costumes. I'm not super big into like the all out family costumes or anything like that. But I have made it a tradition to take my girls to like a Halloween store, the spirit Halloween store or whatever. Yeah. And we stay in there for like an hour and they pick out whatever costume they want. That's um, so cute. Ugh. That That's appropriate, you know, like, yeah, obviously they're in the kids section and stuff, but um, so yeah, it, the last couple of years have been so fun, you know, just letting them yes. do that. And they're so Maybe. excited about it. I should just right. come do Halloween with you and walk around yeah. with the girls. You're totally <laughs> welcome. Be so fun. We're going to go to – it's funny. Our real estate agent has turned into a great friend of ours, and he's got a little one who's almost one-year-old. So we're going to go to their house. Apparently, they're inviting all their friends who have kids. We're going to their house, and then it's going to be like a big caravan of parents with young oh my children. Gosh. You are more than welcome. <laughs> exactly where I want to be. Well, I will say – this year, we're going to Disney. I'm going with my sister and my mom and stepdad actually at the end of next week. And so it is like Halloween time there. So they're going to have different stuff for that. So that'll be kind of fun. Um, and I'm excited to share some diabetes tips from after. Like I really yeah. am interested to see how that all goes. And I'm getting that um, disability pass or whatever it's called, like the fast pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't done the process yet of getting in apparently they call you and like interview you and make sure that you actually need it so that's going to be really interesting to like advocate for myself because you know type one can be apparently a hard one to get it for sometimes but it is necessary like if you're in line for three hours you need to eat Mm -hmm. at some point or you drop and then you lose your spot like 
it makes sense, but it still sometimes feels weird or like I'm abusing the system, even though when I really think about it, I'm not. So no, you're definitely um, not. I really yeah. want to hear Raquel about your experience with Halloween and eating candy and your blood sugars, how it made you feel, what your parents did, what they didn't do, what you wish they did. Just like all the things, yeah. spill the tea. Yeah. So I do think my obsession with Halloween as a kid was a lot because of my obsession with sugar. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've definitely been addicted to sugar for my whole life. It wasn't until like two years ago that I felt this shift in my body where sometimes I like don't want dessert. Or I don't like I never could comprehend that before. And I do think it had to do with diabetes quite a bit. Um, I've shared a little bit about how when I was first diagnosed, like things were a lot more strict and they were when I was on shots, they were like, you can only eat at this time and eat this many carbs. And so, you know, my family was great about letting me eat whatever it was that I wanted, but it had to be at that time and in that amount. So when it came to Halloween, and again, this always happens where I'm like, I should have asked my mom this before coming on, but I'll tell it from my <laughs> perspective. And then I'll ask her before Halloween actually happens. And I'll let you all know what really went down. But in my memory, I remember getting home every time from trick-or-treating and like sorting all my candy. Like I was so excited about the candy and I definitely got to eat it, but I think it really depended on like if I was still on shots, then it was limited in that way. And I remember we had this Halloween paper that the endo gave us that had all the carb counts, which by the way, um, Meg is currently working on a free Halloween guide for all of you. So that's going to be available through our Instagram for that. Yeah. Yes. Um, So the carb counts, I remember that sheet because we would always look at it. And then, you know, once I got the pump, everything was more flexible and I was able to just dose. But we weren't a family that had candy around all the time, which looking back, like I totally respect. Um, But it's not like I couldn't have it. But like we wouldn't always just have Reese's and, you know, whatever laying around. So it was definitely like, oh, my gosh, I have this. I want it. And I would dose for it. And I, I don't know. I really do need to ask her. But I think it was like my obsession with the holiday definitely had to do with the candy and feeling like I needed to have it. And like looking deeper, I do feel like just in life in general, growing up, I was so obsessed with sugar because of the restrictions Mm -hmm. that I had earlier on in life. And it wasn't like a forced restriction that my parents were trying to do. It was just diabetes. Mm -hmm. Like I had to count the carbs and I don't know. (laughs) So, okay. When you were on shots, do you have memories of like were you allowed, quote unquote, to eat your candy like as you were trick or treating? Or was that only if you were mm. low? Did you get home and was it like count out your three favorite pieces and then you can have some more tomorrow? And this is the exact amount we're going to dose you for. Like, did you get yeah. multiple shots on Halloween? Was that worth it to you? I know you hated shots. So was it like fine, yeah. two extra shots for more candy? I don't think it was ever an extra shot thing in my family, regardless of when it was. Okay. Like, I didn't like them, but also, like, diabetes just wasn't explained in that way yeah. at that time, at least to my family. So it was just, like, you ate when you ate. You ate this many carbs, so you got this much insulin. Like, it was pretty simple. And I had to eat the full amount. If I wanted something that was 30 carbs, but I really needed 45, like, I would have to find something to fill that amount. It was really strict. Um But I don't remember eating candy while I was trick-or-treating until I was older and was on the pump Mm -hmm. and I could just do that. But I will say I don't remember it being about diabetes in terms of like why I could or couldn't eat the candy. I think it was more like, okay, it's after dinner. It's time for dessert. You can have one piece of candy. And that was for my Mm -hmm. sister and I, which I think is a great way to position it. Like that's a healthy way to eat. Have your one piece of candy. Maybe it was two depending on if they were like the tiny ones. Um, But yeah, so it was never that I couldn't have it. I definitely loved it. And they let me. Yeah. (laughs) Good. That's great. And then do you remember the specifics of your blood sugars and how you felt? Mm. Like, were you high for six hours, eight hours? Like, I think as a parent of a type one child, that's one thing that we as type one parents worry about. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't want to restrict, but I also don't want you to be high for six hours, eight hours, 10 hours. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember, but okay. which I know isn't super helpful. No, it um, is helpful. It is helpful because like, I'm so hopeful that when Hattie grows up, she can say, I don't remember. I just remember yeah, the fun. That's true. Yeah. I just remember the fun, but 
now that I'm older, I am completely blown away at how much a single piece of candy can cause such an aggressive spike, mm-hmm. especially now yeah. that I eat a lot less processed foods. When I do have even a fun size Snickers bar, like even if I give the right quote unquote right amount of carbs, yep. I will spike so aggressively, like double yeah. arrows up. And so I think it is important to recognize that carbs for ultra processed foods, which most candy is, it's just different. It's like mm-hmm. you need so much more insulin for it, which doesn't always make sense when you're like, but the box says 15 carbs. Like that doesn't yes. necessarily mean anything in that situation. So yeah, but I definitely had highs and lows. I remember that, but I don't remember it specifically being linked. But I just wasn't so aware of my blood sugars at that time. I don't know. I think I probably was excited to go low so that I could eat candy though. I definitely remember like at some point in my life wanting to go low so that I could eat sugar. (laughs) I think that's an every single type one kid thing because even Hattie as young as she is will be like, she'll come into our room after bedtime and, you know, toddlers escape their room multiple times because they're avoiding falling asleep. Very often she'll come out and go, am I low? Do I need an applesauce? <laughs> Do I need juice? Yes. Mom, I think I might be low. I'm like, you're definitely not low. I'm trying to battle your high. And she's like, oh, well, I'm hungry. So that means I'm low. <laughs> I'm like, oh. mm, yep. Time for um, food. So funny. But that is such a great point about like the aggressive spike and the discrepancy between like seeing that a piece of candy says 15 grams, but it just does not react the same as other 15 gram foods. And that is something for me early on, I really did not understand because it wasn't explained to me. And if it was explained to me, it certainly wasn't done in a way that made sense or stuck, you know? And so it was, I mainly learned this through just months of trial and error, but, um, And same goes for like not only dosing for carbs, but then using carbs to save a low blood sugar. Mm, Because I remember mm -hmm. like calling in and being like, I give her something to save a low when she's at 67, but then she keeps dropping. And like, when is it going to stop? I don't trust that it's going to stop when we get all the way down to 42. And I remember the the nurses on the phone would be like, they're almost like frustrated with me because I was calling all the time, but it was like, no one explained to me, you know, that there's, there's a way to like balance it. She basically was just like, well, you just have to wait. Carbs are different. You just have to wait like the (laughs) 15 minutes. I'm like, that's not helpful because in 15 minutes I have noticed that like she can drop by 20 points. And if we're already in the sixties, I'm not willing to wait. And then we had, you know, our rebound highs and whatever. So all that to say that like, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, just that I've heard that chocolate's not a good thing to use to treat lows. And I've still used it for lows before if I had it laying around and like I'm slowly dropping, but it like takes a second to kick in. But then once it kicks in, it's like really raising you. So that's just something to know with Halloween candy too, because I think people will use it for lows, but apparently like compared to maybe like a starburst or juice box, it's not going to be as fast. Yes. So what's interesting is I, again, figured this out through trial and error. Okay. So let's, let's start this conversation by talking about how to use your Halloween candy for lows then. Right. Mm -hmm. So I will use chocolates like Three Musketeers or Snickers or whatever that I know has definitely a lot of processed sugar and some fat and, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if there's peanuts, protein. I don't know. (laughs) And And what? uh, Protein? (laughs) Aren't there, isn't there protein in peanuts? Yes. But in what candy were you talking about? Like like Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a little protein, I guess. Okay. (laughs) So the the tiny amount of protein does contribute. And so I would use that for a low that is dropping for two different lows, a low that's dropping really fast, but I've caught it. So let's say a low Mm. that's dropping by 20 every five minutes, but I've noticed this when she's at 120. So we went 180, 160, 140, 120, and there's no slowing 
Mm-hmm. And I would give her a mini Snickers and trust that once we're in the 80s, that's going to flatten out and yeah. kind of come back up, you know. And then I would also use it for a low that is kind of that stubborn trickle down creeping low. So like the 75, 73, 71, 69, 68, 67. I would use it for that, but a very small amount, not like a, not a full on mini, like a half, like a one bite Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I know that you you know this, but well, I would do the same. I would I mean, I don't like gummy candies and stuff. I pretty much just like chocolate. So <laughs> especially Reese's, my favorite. Um, so yeah, I would probably do it for a slower dropping low, but not something super aggressive. Uh, but also know that I might need insulin after. Because yes. like I said, it really does make me spike. But I just want to make it clear that I think it's really important to not, and not to you, Amanda, but just in general, like not only use Halloween candy for lows. If you choose to use oh, yeah. their candy for lows, after Halloween is over, maybe also make sure that they get to have some when they're not low because that can create a sense of I want to be low, which when they eventually get a pump, they could end up dosing themselves extra, like things like that that can get dangerous and also just creates an unhealthy relationship with the food. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't use it for lows. You totally can. And that could be kind of fun around Halloween to do that, but also eat at other times. I love that. That's a really, really important point. And I hope that that didn't come across to all of you as me being like, only use your candy for lows. It's more so that obviously I can't speak for every type one parent, but I do think a lot of us think this. It's like, man, I've got a whole bucket of free low saves, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Oh, shoot. I'm not supposed to. You guys, I um, got my eyebrows microbladed and I just went to just went to scratch and itch and I'm not supposed to touch them. <sighs> oh no. Um, You're good. Looks beautiful. <laughs> thanks. Yikes. Anyway. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you like how this is your second Halloween mm-hmm. with Hattie as a type one, correct? So mm-hmm. how did you handle it last year and are you changing anything going forward for this year? That's a great question. So Last year, she got diagnosed in January. So we had the opportunity to have a Halloween, quote unquote, without diabetes. She definitely had diabetes, but we didn't know it, Um, you know, just a few months before. And then she was already on the Omnipod 5 when we had our first Halloween. So I really went into our first Halloween telling myself, say yes as if she didn't have it and say no as if she didn't have it and just dose and figure it out and learn from your mistakes, add more insulin if it's escaping you, you know? And so I'll, you know, let's preface this again. This is not medical advice, just sharing our experience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, like the, their kids, they want very often to have, some candy while they're out. It's so exciting, especially in these early years. And so I would, uh, that first Halloween, you know, yeah. Let her pick a piece every 10 houses or whatever, if she was asking, um, or if she asked more frequently than that, just make a decision in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Cause you only had one bite of that mini Hershey's bar. 10 minutes ago. Yes, you can have three Skittles right now. Who cares? And I would just dose by guessing um, Mm -hmm. the amount of carbs. I did a little bit of research beforehand. Definitely not enough. That's something I'll do differently this year is just try and like really get a good grasp of what carb counts are for a lot of these candies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not guessing quite as much. Um, and then, you know, we let her walk, we used the stroller, we used the wagon. So it was kind of a mix of activity and not, and I dosed more than I would for other foods. So Mm -hmm. if I was guessing, let's say I was accurately guessing that she was about to eat a piece of candy that was 10 grams, I would dose it for 15 
because I was dosing in the moment. I was not doing pre-bolusing because to me in my head telling her, okay, you want that piece of candy? Let me dose you. We'll set a timer. And then when the timer goes off, you can have the piece of candy. Then that felt like it was taking away the experience of Halloween. And that felt like it was really putting on display her disease. And Mm -hmm. to me, that is not worth the long-term mental health effects, especially since she's going to be dealing with this her entire life, you know? And so to me, it's like one night of possibly tough sugars, lots of ketchup with the pump phone is so worth it for her to then be a grown up and look back and be like, I completely forgot I even had diabetes. I only had fun at Halloween trick-or-treating with friends. That's all I remember. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's what I was going to say is like, thank you to my family for making all holidays just about the holiday because I genuinely feel that way now. And I don't really remember, you know, what it was like on those days other than the fact that I think I did get to eat a little more of what I wanted. And it wasn't like, oh, well, you're high. You can't have this. It's like, just let them freaking do it for one day. I'm not saying have them be 400 and eating five pieces of candy, but like prepare to give more insulin. And if they're a little high and they want another piece, maybe just let them have it and dose for it. I don't know. It's like, it was so worth it for me. And I'm so thankful. And I love holidays and I love my birthday for those reasons. I think like it was just fun and it made it feel a little bit more like I didn't have this thing that made me so different from everyone else. Right. Yeah. And I will say like, because I had gotten to a point, you know, we were 10, nine, 10 months into the diagnosis at our first Halloween, I had really started to get to the point where I was not fearful of insulin anymore. And I wasn't super strict with myself on like, you, you count the carbs, you dose the exact amount that the doctor has prescribed for that amount of carbs. And you wait two hours before you get more insulin. Like that's just not how I was operating. And I think it had everything to do with being on the pump at that point. And trusting that we could find something that Hattie would take if she started to drop. I think it's really hard when you have a young child who refuses food, refuses gummies, refuses juice, then you have to be more careful with the amount of insulin that you give, obviously. Um, But yeah, I don't even know. At least at these holidays, there's a lot of sugar around, you know, like there's probably another candy that they want if they go low or there's probably pie at yes. Thanksgiving or whatever. Yes, but. very likely. But I do think that some parents struggle with children who have like weird oral aversions or have, you know, like they have like power trips almost because it's the only sense of control they have. They're so young. They hate the taste of juice. Like they, there's sometimes this just happened yesterday, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was yesterday after gymnastics. We, we've been like pretty good at gymnastics recently where, you know, she's been like fairly stable or starting slightly high and just kind of leveling out perfectly. But yesterday was one of those days where I don't know if they were just using a lot of leg muscles or what, but she was slowly trending down from like the 180 mark. And then all of a sudden it was like 150, 140, 115 yeah 109 and it was luckily right as class was wrapping up Mm -hmm. but I like got her out of there ASAP I let her finish the class because I was like we are okay she will be okay to finish the goodbye song for 30 seconds I'm not gonna like take her away from class while everyone's watching you know and then when she got to the backpack I was like you're dropping really fast at this point the most recent drop was like 20 and I was like here's this applesauce. I don't want an applesauce. What else do we have in here? And she's like falling all over the place and being wiggly and silly. And I'm like, Hattie girl, we've got to do this. We've got to figure this out. And I was starting to not panic, but just become nervous, irritable, frustrated. And like your fuse as a toddler parent becomes way shorter when they are you know, like your, your fight or flight response is on and then they're being, (laughs) they're just being toddlers, but it's like, oh my gosh. And she finally took a strawberry applesauce 
but she went low because she yeah. spent she spent four minutes fighting me, and that was four yeah. minutes that I needed her to have sugar in her system. Yeah, I babysat multiple times where the kid completely refuses food, and the parent even had to come home one time. And as soon as the mom walked in the room, the girl ate, but it's like <laughs> she just didn't want to eat for me. So yeah. that was like the scariest thing ever. I can't even yes. imagine when parents are dealing with that, but. Hopefully it's one of those things that gets a little easier as the kid gets older. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, should we talk about some, um, I don't know, like tips and tricks and methods for Halloween? Yeah, I think biggest one that comes to mind is Mm pre-dosing for sure. Like that helping or that will help a lot with the candy. Um. And then also using the walking to your advantage if you are trick-or-treating and Mm. keeping that in mind when you're dosing, especially if they're running around and they're extra excited. So when you're saying pre-dosing, I can Mm -hmm. feel myself and probably some other parents going, okay, pre-dose, but how? You don't know like what they're going to want. And Amanda just said that she doesn't put a timer on. So like, yeah, we're getting mixed messages. And I think the way I would do that is... You know your kid. You can sense when something is coming up pretty soon. And so there's a couple of things. As we start our trick-or-treating, I will take note of where her blood sugar is currently at and the trend. Where's the arrow pointing and how much are we changing every five minutes? I will also keep in mind what she had for dinner and how Mm -hmm. much fat fiber and protein she has in her system if any yep so with those two things in mind if we start walking i know my child after the first house is going to ask for a piece of candy so i will probably tell the pump 10 grams just because why Mm -hmm. not i don't know she'll fill up on 10 grams of carbs for sure no matter what (laughs) and when she says, can I have a piece? And she's so excited to look at what's inside. I can say, yeah, because I've already dosed her for that. Um, And then I'll just kind of keep that up. Like as I watch her sugars, as we go from house to house, I'll kind of think to myself, it's been three houses. She's saying she's hungry or she's saying, look what I got, mom. Like she's so excited. Mm -hmm. I might dose for half of that, anticipating she's going to ask for it in two more minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then as you're wrapping up and you're heading back home, if you have it in your head, we're going to be, you know, full on kids and go home and dump out our candy and arrange it and trade it with our sisters and brothers and whatever, like as we're walking home 10 to 15 minutes before, based on what Mm -hmm. her current sugar is and the trend, dose another, I don't know, for Hattie, I would probably do like 30, 20 to 30 grams and let her have five or six pieces. It's kind of a lot as I'm saying that. I'm like, she's little. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's also kid dependent, you know, like it's the size of the child and their attitude and how excited they are, you know. And it depends if you're at like a Halloween party. I feel like I was always at parties growing up. There's like cupcakes and cookies and other things. It's not just straight up candy. So yeah, I think that definitely can apply. What about you? Do you have a specific tip for people? Um, Yeah. (laughs) My tip would be try your darndest to get them to eat a relatively healthy meal rich in healthy protein and fat. And so what I will very likely give to my kids because they are so aggressively on the toddler diet, it's not even funny, is um, buttered noodles because that's all they want, (laughs) avocado. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'll try to have them eat some sort of protein, maybe some like rotisserie chicken, which they'll take one bite of or leave completely. Or we use smart dogs a lot. Those like plant-based hot dogs, they like Uh those. And there's a lot of protein and like one gram of sugar in each Mm -hmm. link. And so just something like that to get 
fat and fiber in and that will help sustain blood sugar so that you're Mm -hmm. not seeing a crazy spike super super high up to the 250s or 300s from a piece of candy and then an immediate crash because there's so much insulin on board for the next two hours it it should help have more of a bell-shaped curve and not not like a steep mountain peak um, um, we literally think the same because that was my next tip too. <laughs> uh, specifically fiber though. Like if you can really get fiber in their body, like I love chia seeds for this. You've probably heard me talk about this before, mm-hmm. but if they'll eat chia seed pudding or I think it's called mama chia. Mama, mama. chia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those drinks or they, I think they make squeeze pouches. I'm going to try to link them in the show notes if I can find what I'm talking about, but they're good and like it doesn't taste like you're eating a bunch of seeds and for kids already like pouches that could be really easy but Mm -hmm. I'm telling you there's something about chia seeds like it just studies out my blood sugar and even if it's not something they want every day if they're open to having it that day like go for it that would be so helpful yeah so helpful the other thing I would say is use walking to your advantage um like you know and if you have a kid that's very like Hattie very often will be like, my legs are tired. And so if you have a kid like that where you anticipate them not really wanting to walk very much, maybe bring a portable speaker and turn it into like a fun, silly dance party or choose to go trick-or-treating with um, some friends where you know like the, the kids are super off the walls and running around a lot yeah. and your kid will want to keep up with them. Just using exercise and the walking and the running and excitement to your advantage. That's really helpful, Mm -hmm. especially if this is your first Halloween and you're still on MDI or if your child is still on MDI in general, like the walking should fingers crossed at least help balance out with like a bite of candy throughout here and there throughout the trigger treating, you know? So Mm -hmm. I would say that if we were on MDI at any point for Halloween, which we very well, very well might be at some point in the future, because I firmly believe that this is my daughter's disease and not mine. And so the second she says, I need a a device break, we will go back to shots for her as soon as she's mm-hmm. ready for that. Um, and so with the MDIs, I would do, yeah, using walking and a bite of candy here and there to stay steady. Mm-hmm. And then when we get home, tell her pick five pieces or six pieces, or I would say pick all the pieces of candy that you think you want to eat right now. And then Mm -hmm. I would evaluate from there because (laughs) there's something about telling a kid something as restrictive as pick five pieces that makes them still want more. They want to push the boundary. But if you say you pick the candies that you want. So smart. Yes. And then you go, okay, now let's, let's meet in the middle. Like you picked 15 pieces of candy. That's one, not good for your body. It's going to make you sick. So let's lower that. Can we meet in the middle at eight? And they go 10 and you go nine and you're both comfortable with that. And then you can actually dose them for the amount yep. that you see in front of you. Plus a, plus a little extra is my, my little tidbit tip to that. A little extra than what I love it. Than the amount of carbs you're actually counting. Good. I think that really covered it all. Yeah. Um, I hope have it's just fun. a fun Halloween for everyone. Yes. Yes. Have fun. It's one night, you know. <laughs> just one night totally um, okay i feel like i'm dropping right now i actually am gonna try this amanda i bought what you told me to buy yay. the go squeeze yogurt pouches which so it kind of weirds me out they don't need to be refrigerated but i saw them and i was like i'm just gonna try it because the applesauce things don't work so yeah. i'm 106 this is actually interesting i'm 106 but i've been trending <gasps> down so is howdy really yeah wow <laughs> weird um <laughs> So I'm just going to take like a little, yeah, like few slurps of this. What would you call that? Uh, yeah, slurp. Okay, it's good. Drink. I know. Like they are really good. They're really good. It's funny. I actually use them too because I'm prone to feeling like dizzy and kind of have some pass out symptoms when I haven't eaten in a while. Even if, so for me, I'm usually in the 70s 
when I feel that because I've been, <laughs> I obviously check my blood sugar a lot too. Um, and yeah, I use those a lot. They help so much. Yeah. yeah I that's think it's so funny. Better. That's funny. You just bought them because we were at Costco yesterday and I stocked up on some low snacks. They have including them there those. too? Yeah. Big giant box. Okay. Of that's probably a better price because it is expensive to buy like the four packet. Yes. Target but or the whatever. four pack is smart to buy it first. That's, yeah, that's to try a, it. Oh my gosh. That's another random tip, you guys. If you're brand new to this or if you want to try a low snack to start and you're not sure if your kid's going to like them, it sucks spending the like, you know, marked up price for the smaller amounts but you will save yourself money in the long term if you start with like the smaller packages yeah. and try them first. And on Amazon, sometimes it's cheaper. When I looked up these, I'll link this in the show notes too. It was less for a bigger pack. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, I think all the time about how much money I've spent on freaking low snacks. Like yes, insulin, all that stuff. But like so much money on low snacks and it's so annoying like your target trip ends up just costing so much more just because Mm -hmm. freaking you're low i hate it um very annoying all right guys so we recently on our instagram page said that we wanted to pull the community and encourage you guys to write in your stories or your questions or whatever and then we would anonymously anonymously read one of your emails or stories or questions or whatever um just to get you guys like more part of you know the 108 podcast so We have picked um, one DM to read with you guys, and we'll just have a quick conversation about it and what we would do. And we'll probably keep doing this at the end of each episode. So if you want to submit anything going forward, feel free to. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, this DM says, the horror school stories. This will be eight years ago now. I was in sixth or seventh grade and just on the Libre. My teaching assistant told me off for scanning it twice in an hour. One teacher would ban me from going to assembly because I was a little bit high, so I would miss out, and but then I would be told that I was not allowed to correct my high. But instead, I just had to sit out and drink like three bottles of water. Also, my friend's teachers doubled their insulin to 30 units twice and then didn't tell the parents and tried to cover it up. There were obviously some great teachers too, but definitely some I would like to forget. This is <laughs> such wow. an important topic for me as a parent who has a child in preschool and I'm mentally preparing myself for public school and all the years to come with her disease process. First, Raquel, I have a question. Do you have, like, can you sympathize or empathize with this person? Did anything similar happen to you? Honestly, no, which is wild. I feel like that's really rare. I mean, I definitely can sympathize with just, like, the complexity of sharing all of this with your teachers and getting them to understand it, like we kind of talked about last week with Andrew. But thankfully, my teachers were really understanding and would never do something like this. But at the same time, there were times where I had to sit out of things and drink water or go to the nurse and do jumping jacks or sit out and drink a juice. And that feeling just sucks so much in school or in dance class or in sports, whatever it was. It was horrible. So that alone is horrible. And then on top of it, having a teacher that's not accepting what's going on like that just feels really sad. Yeah. I mean (laughs) – That message like broke me when I read it and whoever you are, I'm giving you a giant virtual hug right now and I wish I could undo it all for you. It is very helpful that you shared that though, because it has made me think about 
something that I didn't really think about, you know, that there, there is this possibility that teachers in the future will lie, won't care, will just kind of dismiss as like, oh, this is extra work for me and I don't want to deal with it. And as a parent, I am going to want to know the second something happens like that and I know that I will intervene immediately. And so like as we start prepping her for the public school, the TK, you know, next year, next school year, I'm will be having conversations with her of like, this is what should happen. Mm-hmm. Talk to me if something different happens. Talk to me if you ever feel unsafe or scared, um, things of that nature, and then adjust that conversation for her maturity level every single year so that she really understands what her rights are as a student and a person. Yeah. And like, it's so complicated. This, this conversation could go on for a long time, but basically like I, I feel like I was born this way where I understand respecting authority to a point, but I do not understand respecting authority and respecting elders when it's at the expense of your self-respect and your safety. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I had like (laughs) kind of a big issue. I, um, my face is very expressive. I can't help it. It's just who I am. (laughs) So teachers knew if I didn't like them, even if I didn't say anything, I gave Uh them the look all the time. (laughs) It got me in trouble, especially in college. Um, but I just don't believe in putting up with it. I believe in being respectful to other people, but I also believe that all humans, regardless of their age, especially children are also deserving of respect. And so that story that was just shared is so disrespectful. And if I, if my daughter ever went through anything like that, I would want her to come home and share with me, this is what happened. And we would work together in a way that kept her safe and anonymous and whatever to prevent that, whether that meant Mm -hmm. like I had a direct conversation with her teacher or I talked to the principal or whatever. And if that meant switching schools or taking her out or switching teachers, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I also got a phone a lot earlier than a lot of kids, which is so common now with type one kids, at least because of Dexcom, but there was no Dexcom at this time. So I got a little flip phone in fourth grade. And I remember I could only text my parents and it was like for the purpose of being able to talk to them at school. So I think it made me feel like I had that safe person where if I needed something, we could have that direct communication and they were always going to advocate for me. But I think it's harder once you get older because then you can't really always use the, well, my mom wants this excuse or this is what my parents said to do. And then unfortunately, as a type one, you're forced to advocate for yourself in moments that just that's not easy to do. Right. So, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I think you can definitely use um, like when they're old enough to have a phone and talk to you directly. Like you want to find a balance of them not needing to talk to you all the time because that's also not normal. But like like Andrew was saying last week, like feeling like you have that advocate so that if you can't speak up or you try and they don't listen, there's someone else there to help you. It can be a really big relief. Yeah. I also think that like going into this, it's going into each year, I will focus heavily on creating a relationship with the teachers and staff that is mutually respectful and is not me attacking them. It's kind of in the same thread of like, you know, starting preschool and like just the discussion and stuff where I don't want her teachers to immediately be on defense with like a crazy mom who calls all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing if like teachers in the school system is truly problematic, then by all means, mama bear, papa bear coming out. But if they have not given you a reason yet to be Mm -hmm. super aggressive or offensive, then approaching them with like kind and gentle, I want you to understand the severity of the disease and that each day there truly is potential for her to pass out or go into DKA if not appropriately cared for, but if acknowledged, if respected, if communication stays open, 
And if mistakes are made and they are admitted to immediately, she'll stay safe. You'll never be in trouble as a teacher. I don't expect perfection out of you. Like I just expect, you know, safety, love, advocacy, like I would from any other teacher, any other person taking care of my kid. And let's go from there. And I'm really hoping that by taking that approach, we avoid any and all situations like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, I'm very sorry to that person as well. That just sucks. (laughs) I know. Seriously, the worst. Um, But yeah, so thank you so much for submitting your stuff. Everyone, please, if you are interested in submitting stories or if you have like a specific diabetes scenario and you want guidance or basically questions. Yes, anything like that. um, You can email info, I-N-F-O, at type1together.com, or you can DM us um, Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram. And yeah, we're going to choose one thing to read aloud and have a discussion on at the end of each episode if time allows. Yes. I think I said this on stories yesterday, but this is a really great way for us to get to be more close to the community and talk with you all because sometimes we do get an overwhelming amount of DMs, which we love. We're not saying don't DM us, but sometimes it takes us a while to get back to them or we're just not equipped to answer that question, right? So it allows us to like look at the question, see who the right person is to get to it. I mean, no matter what we say, it's never medical advice, but we can at least share from our experience what we Mm -hmm. would do in that situation. And yeah. On that note, too, like if you ever see that a message has been opened, but we haven't replied yet, it's probably because either the wrong person opened the message that Mm -hmm. happens all the time where Amanda or I will open it and realize it's for the other person and mark it as unread and we get back to it. Um, Or we're just waiting to put it on the podcast or get back when we actually have the uh, The time schedule. Yeah, the mental and the mental capacity. It's very important to us to respond to you um, like Mm -hmm. authentically and genuinely. So. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Okay. On that note, my throat is scratchy. <laughs> Let's wrap up. All right. Thank you all for listening. And we have some really exciting interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for that. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. We can't express how much that means to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That seriously helps the show so, so much. Um, so we can show up every week for you guys. So just a quick review. We would be forever grateful. Yeah, I've started reviewing all the shows that I've been (laughs) listening to. And I'm like, wait, why haven't I done this? Like literally all you have to do is click the stars. Like it takes two seconds. Um, All right. All right. Oh, blood sugar roll call. I am 103. Hattie's 89. All right. See you (laughs) next week. Bye, everyone.